Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Welcome to Jetpacks are overrated. Hello again. Welcome back to Jetpacks are overrated. I'm Seamus Byrne. I hope you are all safe and healthy and well and getting on with doing whatever it is you care about most in your life. This week, I'm going to talk through two sort of competing things that have been going on. It's kind of from two separate uh, recent editions of the Bite Side newsletter, but I thought it'd be good to sort of bring the two discussions together. And it relates to everything that's been going on with the the new Xbox, basically, and this whole discussion of Xbox versus PlayStation. And I think some important things that some people keep sort of missing in the discussion about what it is that Xbox is trying to do with this next generation, because I think I feel like there's a pretty clear picture here. And so I wanted to talk it through from the two columns I've recently done uh, on the Byteside newsletter. So obviously it was a week ago now that Xbox pricing was announced and they dropped sort of the two separate next-gen models that are both arriving on November 10. Uh, we got more than just sort of straight-up shelf pricing, though, you know, which kind of landed right in the slot that we were kind of expecting. $749 for the Fancy Series X, $499 for the set-top box Stealth Assassin Series S. Look, the real excitement, I feel like, and perhaps even some confusion around it, was this new Xbox All Access subscription deal. So for like a certain amount of dollars a month here in Australia, somewhere between uh, mid-30s to low-40s, depending on which model you're going for, but you will buy an Xbox with Game Pass Ultimate service included in the price. Monthly price over 24 months, and the maths actually works out to make everything a better deal than if you bought it all separately for full price on day one. And then at the end of the 24 months, you own the hardware outright too. So it's not just some kind of rental deal. You get to own it at the end. 
Here in Australia, Telstra already had an exclusive on Xbox All Access offering for customers to get this kind of same plan concept, but buying an Xbox One model. I remember when it launched in 2018, we were already pretty deep into this generation. So it kind of seemed a hard sell to me to lock yourself into a two-year contract when you knew that a kind of whole new generation was not all that far off. But I think the timing's pretty much worked out that it would have been a perfect two-year timeline to, to make that deal work nicely. But now, available on launch day for new Xboxes, this kind of a deal feels almost too good to be true. And I think some people have been questioning how it's going to work. Some people are kind of scratching their heads, wondering why Microsoft would be doing such a great deal on this kind of subscription bundle. So I think the trick is to understand that what Microsoft has become since it last launched an Xbox in 2013. Back in 2013, the big showboaty salesman Steve Barmer was still in charge and selling hardware and boxes was his favorite way of doing business. It wasn't the best of times for Microsoft in the midst of that transition to cloud and services and apps that work everywhere. Satya Nadella, on the other hand, was always a servers and online services kind of guy. When he took over as CEO of Microsoft in 2014, the transformation began quickly to stop thinking of Windows 10 as the company's core product and to instead start thinking about how to help people get things done wherever they needed to do them. And while Office 365 had launched before his era, it's kind of notable that just months after Nadella took charge, that included OneDrive storage on Office 365 jumped from a paltry 20 gigabytes to one terabyte. Suddenly, every user could feel confident that they had enough space to really rely on OneDrive for their storage needs. And suddenly, Microsoft was now an essential service for so many people who only really had Office 365 because they needed the software updates. Today, Microsoft is a robust cloud services company with platforms and AI and architecture on demand for its enterprise customers and its average home users can access Office apps on Android, iOS, Mac, Windows, or straight through any web browser. Back to Xbox. Having a great new piece of hardware is going to drive this next generation of console gaming for some time to come. But Xbox doesn't really make its living by selling the new consoles and then waiting another seven years to sell you another one. It makes its money by helping other people sell you games and from having its users pay for subscription services like online access and like the Game Pass service that offers over 100 games as a bundled deal like a proverbial Netflix for gaming. So the shift from Xbox Live Gold as a payment for having any access at all to online play and then towards this Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which adds a massive selection of games to play, has really meant that the price bumped up a little more And I'm actually, for a while, I was like, I I didn't know what the adoption had been like yet on this one. And that was the case when I wrote this. Since then, we've seen that there are 15 million subscribers to Game Pass Ultimate now. And that's jumped by about 5 million over the last six months. Microsoft has done things like offer a kind of crazy $1 upgrade to convert your existing Xbox Live Gold time into Game Pass Ultimate as a way to attract people to shift to the new system. 
And while it seemed like an amazing deal, it was all about conversion and playing the long game. And that's what this new Xbox All Access deal delivers too. If someone gets in the ballpark of a $100 discount on owning a new Xbox Series X with Game Pass Ultimate, that's also someone who has been trained to discover the value in having that new game subscription service and the great new hardware to enjoy it with. And when those two years are over, the odds are incredibly high that they don't switch off their entire subscription commitment, but instead just drop that monthly rate from the console deal to just paying for the ongoing Game Pass Ultimate service. Add to this launch of X, the, the launch of Xbox xCloud service, where your Game Pass Ultimate subscription will also mean you can play all those same games via your laptop or your phone and not just your Xbox. 5G will make that very viable while like riding the bus or the train too. So that will all make next-gen gaming care less and less about the Xbox in your home and more and more about the subscription to Game Pass Ultimate. Another shift away from the hardware and more toward cloud services subscriptions, that is what's made Microsoft so much more valuable than ever before under Nadella's leadership. So I kind of feel like we should almost be calling xCloud the Xbox Series N. So that's kind of what I wrote two weeks ago when this was all sort of first sort of coming out. And then we had the breaking news that alongside those pre-orders going live, Microsoft announced it was buying ZeniMax Media about 10 hours ahead of when those next-gen Xbox pre-orders went live. ZeniMax Media is the home of some of the biggest studios out there. Bethesda Games, ZeniMax Online, ID Software, Arcane Studios, a whole list of awesome game companies. This is the home of some of the biggest games out there. The Elder Scrolls, Doom, Dishonored, Fallout. The acquisition takes Microsoft from 15 studios up to 23 in its Xbox Game Studios family. Some of those other companies are 343, Rare, Mojang, the makers of Minecraft, Obsidian, Double Fine, Ninja Theory, Turn 10, Playground, a bunch more great, great companies. This is also Microsoft's third biggest acquisition of all time, behind only LinkedIn and Skype. Only slightly ahead of GitHub from last year and Nokia back in 2015. I'm sure they probably wish no one ever mentioned buying Nokia ever again. But look, there's a lot of firepower here and Microsoft clearly sees games as critical to the future of the company. So a lot of people are asking whether it means that games like Elder Scrolls 6 might maybe one day become Xbox exclusive. I think the concerns totally make sense, but I absolutely feel confident that the good news is that that just isn't going to happen. Forcing exclusivity onto Bethesda or ID or Arcane just isn't Microsoft's game strategy anymore. For Microsoft, owning game studios now serves its core long-term ambition of building out a dazzlingly good value subscription service through Game Pass. The perfect example is how it has treated Mojang. The Minecraft studio started on PC, but was available cross-platform by the time Microsoft bought them out. It's been six years since they bought Minecraft, and that is still available on all platforms, and even offshoot new titles like Minecraft Dungeons 
are also available on PlayStation and Nintendo. So over on Xbox, however, Minecraft Dungeons is available as part of your Xbox Game Pass. You can still buy the game outright, and if you want premium extras like downloadable expansion packs, you will have to buy a copy. And that's the case for games like Forza Horizon 4 too. But if you have a Game Pass, then they're heading toward that ambition where all your favorite Xbox Game Studios games will be there waiting for you for that flat monthly fee. It's important to point out as well, not only the, the games that they own, they license lots of other games to put into that library from other companies. But by owning more of these kinds of games, it helps to secure that kind of bedrock of what's going to be available. And it helps to make it more attractive to other developers to be part of it too, because there's some great, great things there that people are already choosing to be there for. But look, what's the worst case scenario out there? I feel like maybe some games will get a small window of exclusivity on Game Pass over the competition to kind of reward their subscribers. But I think the heart of the concept is just to keep people signed up and paying, knowing that they will get free access when the game lands and they'll only have to pay if they're loving it so much that they want to upgrade to some fancy edition. Game development is becoming less platform focused in general. Engines are becoming more universal, so it isn't a troublesome extra cost to Microsoft to let its biggest properties remain available on PlayStation. The extra effort makes its money back and then some if the games are good enough, of course. Look at the wider context around Microsoft as a platform these days. As I discussed in looking about, you know, earlier about what Nadella changed about the company, it is increasingly that shift to be less worried about where your software runs and more focused on having customers who keep paying for the services you provide. Let's jump to 2025. It's late in the new console era. People are starting to speculate on PlayStation 6, Xbox Series, whatever they might call it. PlayStation is probably the biggest console by install base once again. But Microsoft? The Game Pass at that point will be being used across smartphones with 5G anywhere, anytime. Just sync your Xbox controller to your TV direct or via a set-top box. Sony TVs will probably even run the Android app that lets you play Xbox without a console of any kind. Up on the Byteside site, we also have uh, Hope Corrigan, one of our contributors. Uh, She has a hands-on with Xbox game streaming preview for Android. That's the one where you're streaming not from the cloud, but from the Xbox that you have in your house on the same Wi-Fi network. And she said it's fantastic. Microsoft's long-term cares, sorry, Microsoft long-term cares less about the box under the TV than the idea of delivering you the Netflix of games and just keeping you signed up because you have all the games you need delivered to wherever you want to play them. Adding the ZeniMax portfolio of studios is a huge win for that ambition, not to stop others from buying these games on other platforms in future, but to add value to the service Microsoft wants you to give it $16 a month for. That many, like that many people are still going to buy these games direct. That's nice too, but it's not the core focus of what Microsoft is building right now. 
So yes, as I mentioned earlier in that announcement, they mentioned that there's actually 15 million Game Pass subscribers now. And that's a number that is growing fast. 50% growth in the last six months. But also in that comment, Satya Nadella has said that 3 billion people look to gaming for entertainment. It doesn't mean people who play games on consoles. He's talking about everyone who plays games on whatever device they choose. Bethesda's Todd Howard also talked about a shared belief in bringing games to more gamers, not less. We should, this is the quote, we should bring that to everyone, regardless of who you are, where you live, or what you play on, regardless of the screen size, the controller, or your ability to even use one. I think that's a huge part of where true cloud gaming will take Xbox gaming as well. Some games at ZeniMax are tied up in PlayStation exclusives, and Microsoft is fine with that at the moment. Once those exclusive windows drop, you can bet those games will land on Game Pass very soon after. Will any of these studios ever sign an exclusive with PlayStation again? Hell no. Will they ever release an exclusive for Xbox only? I doubt it. And that's good for the long term. No gamer really wants exclusives limiting access to cool games. Perhaps a lot of back catalogue games from this amazing array of studios will only be available on Game Pass for Xbox Series X or S, and they might never see PlayStation revivals. Catalogue is what it's all about for something like Game Pass, and finding the way that can make it a no-brainer to keep the subscription rolling is where the long-term win will be. PlayStation, on the other hand, has actually already said that PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games won't work on PlayStation 5. So in some ways, we might see what happens when one console is focused solely on the latest and greatest, and the other is building out a bigger back catalog of free games on a monthly subscription service. Kind of feels like cinemas versus Netflix. Short term, the cinema can maintain its lead, but there's no question that Netflix has been winning in the long run. I'm Seamus Byrne. This has been Jetpacks are Overrated, catching you up on a couple of recent columns from the Side newsletter. You can, of course, go and subscribe to that, or you can go and read all our latest stories at Biteside.com. You can track me down on Twitter. I am at Seamus. And, of course, you can follow Biteside as well at Biteside. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you again real soon. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 